0: hey listen welcome to the real hey listen gamescast episode 67 we are back in action and we're trying out a little bit of a new format here today we've had a couple issues uh, just producing the live shows and last week's episode just you know had had, had some problems we had a we had to send send it home to pasture, so uh, we're today we sent
1: it up north to the farm <laughs> <laughs> That's a
0: good way of saying it. I like that better. Um, So we're here today. We're going to be covering uh, some Nintendo Switch um, indie game reviews that we've been playing, and as well as giving you some hot news. And uh, there's a little game called uh, Super Mario Odyssey coming out on Friday, so
2: we'll be uh, talking a little bit of Mario at the end as well. So and uh, I guess that other uh, game that comes out on Friday,
1: Wolfenstein
2: Two. (laughs) Yup.
0: Rob's like, I have to get my Assassin's Creed in while I can.
2: Um, i might drop it a couple of times
0: no <laughs> worries so of course i'm your host jeffrey morse joining me here today of course the wonderful nathan wagner yahoo great great impression that's actually Thank pretty you. good i like Thank that
2: you. um and then rob douglas joining us as well i don't think i might even attempt to make a mario sound <laughs> make like a
0: make an assassin sound like a nzio sound or something
2: I I don't think we have
0: those type of ratings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So,
0: hopefully no one was listening to this like in their car and like everyone else in the car like thinks like you're listening to a show about people puking or something. But, <laughs> um, we're just going we're going to press forward. Um The Nintendo Switch got a uh firmware update this last week and Nintendo like stealthily added a couple things to this update that no one knew about. So like Yes, they let everyone know that, yes, you can record short videos now and upload them online. Um, You can pre-download games in the eShop now.
1: You can transfer your saves from one Switch to another. Yeah,
0: which is awesome. Um, But the two biggest features for me from this update were not originally listed by Nintendo. People just kind of discovered. First one was you can use USB headphones now if you plug it into your dock um, on the Switch, which I thought was awesome because I actually invested last year in the PS4 Gold um, headset, uh, which is a really nice wireless pair of headphones. And it uh, you just plug a little USB dongle into the PS4 and you get uh, your mic and all of your game audio into your headset, really easy to use. And uh, that works with my Switch now. So I have wireless headphones that work whenever I'm playing Switch on the TV, which is super cool.
1: You know oh, that that's really awesome. every time that you use the PS4 headphones with the Switch... <laughs> One day of your PS4 goes off its life. Like, just lose <laughs> a day. slowly kills, slowly kills, kills my it.
0: PS4 but by cheating and, and crossbreeding with the Nintendo. Exactly. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, so that's cool. I mean, the mic doesn't work because we still have to use a phone app, I guess, for that. But yeah. um, that, I thought that was pretty neat. But uh, just the other day, I think it was yesterday, um, someone on Twitter posted that, hey, I plugged in my USB um, GameCube adapter and my GameCube controllers are recognized on the Switch as a USB controller. And so everyone, like, freaked out, obviously, on Twitter. Nathan, like, quickly texts text me. And he's like, dude, try your GameCube adapter. Because <laughs> uh, I, I bought one back for Smash Bros. When the Wii U came, uh, Wii U version came out. And so I plugged it in. And sure enough, I was able to control through the system interface on the Switch. And I was able to start up and play any game with the GameCube controller. Which, if you've used the GameCube controller, you know it's a great... Control is very comfortable. It has this cult following. You know, it's still being used by professional you know Smash Bros players today, and uh, it's really great for fighting games. So I fired up Arms, and I uh, in Arms they did an update where you can custom map the buttons to any uh, the controls to any button. And so I messed it around a little bit, got to, to the controls that I like, and I was like dominating in online ranked matches with a GameCube controller on a Switch. These controllers came out 16 years ago. And we're using them on the new Nintendo console. Like, how cool is that?
1: How much of a failure was the Wii U that the fact that this adapter came out for the Wii U and you could only use it in Smash Bros yeah. and everyone else wanted to be like, hey, why can't you use a GameCube controller in other games? And Nintendo was like, that's eh, too much work, yeah. too much hassle. And then
2: they stealthily put it in yeah. on the Switch. <laughs> they didn't even put any fanfare out. Like, it's crazy. I feel like at this point, Nintendo is no longer acknowledging problems with the current generation of systems. What they're doing is they they have a little notebook that says, next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> no, they
1: totally do. You can tell just when you look at the Switch and play it and stuff like that, how much they learn from the Wii U and yeah. all, the yeah, all the bad things about it. All the bad things about the Switch Wii U are strengths. basically fixes Switch, everything yeah. that was bad about the Wii U.
0: For sure. So that is awesome. If you have that GameCube adapter, I heard the Mayflash adapter, the like the unofficial one, also works. You just have to like update the firmware by plugging it into Mayflash's site or downloading like a driver. But um cool. if you have a GameCube adapter, try it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, games like Splatoon obviously don't work very well because you can't custom map buttons and it uses, you know, the Z R and Z L, which the you know, GameCube doesn't have and it obviously doesn't have motion control, Rumble doesn't work, but if you were really like that control you can still Use it. I recommend it for ARMS or Mario Kart. I think those are the two games right now that are really awesome Mm -hmm. with that controller. Um, And hopefully, Smash Bros. on the Switch is coming at some point and we already have the support and uh, maybe GameKey Virtual Console as well. That'd be awesome.
2: So, it's pretty great. Try it out. Let us know what you think. I think think they might. Maybe Virtual Console at the start of next year, once the Mario Odyssey yeah. hype kind of drops what in a saying. little
1: bit. If that happens and it like launches with GameCube games, like that rumor from a year ago, which probably is yeah. false because it was so old, came to be true, that would be really awesome.
0: Yeah, that would I mean, be pretty cool. It'd be really neat. Um, moving on, our next piece of news. The uh, NPD report for the best-selling uh, games and uh, consoles came out um, this month So. Uh, so I thought we'd talk about that as, Actually, no, not for this month, for September. For September. Uh, for last month, yeah. And so uh, they uh, announced that Destiny 2 is actually the top-selling game, not only of September, but of the entire year. So wow. in just you know about three to four three weeks, weeks of sales in September, Destiny 2, which launched only on Xbox One and PS4, so not Switch or PC um is the best selling game of the year already surpassing horizon zero dawn ghost recon and all the other top selling games for the year Zelda: breath of the wild like nothing yeah. has sold more than destiny 2 already which
1: that's kind of ridiculous just based on the fact that i think like uh it had been reported that uh ghost recon wildlands was like at 5 million plus yeah sellings already or so like that. destiny's so what at least destiny's 6 million at least 6 million or i don't know but it's pretty crazy
0: it's definitely been a big success for Bungie. I mean, I know the, the the game is a lot more accessible, which is you know kind of a good and bad thing. Like
1: yeah, like I haven't played as much Destiny two as I did Destiny one. Yeah, there's so, there's not as
0: much incentive for the very the, very hard the hardcore players. Yeah, but it, mm. it is more accessible. It's more to do for the wide range of you know more casual players as well so and they
1: did a really good job with the marketing for destiny 2 like, that's what i was gonna say i saw a ton of commercials on tv for it and stuff like that and i know a lot of people who kind of pretty casually play games like they have a ps4 and maybe mm-hmm. buy like madden and 2k or a couple yeah. or call of duty or whatever and i know a lot of people like that even picked up destiny yeah 2, so. totally
0: yeah i was <laughs> i was talking to one of my coworkers uh when i first picked up destiny 2 and you know i work out of school with mostly women so like most of them don't know anything about video games and she asked me some questions like oh yeah my husband got that game on a whim at costco he saw it and he said he heard about it and he's playing and he kind of likes it and he's not really a big gamer he buys like one or two games a year but yeah. picked it up so i mean it makes makes sense there i guess so um i would like to say i told you guys so i told you destiny 2 would outsell so, the original in the first month and it would be a huge success so Thank you. Thank you very much, Nathan. Very nice you did job. not believe me. <laughs>
1: I thought it would sell well. I didn't think it would sell this well, I guess, because the original broke kinda all kinds of records with new IP and stuff yeah. like that. So,
0: so I guess guess we'll see long term, you know, in a year or two. Uh, yeah. they're gonna keep yeah. supporting it with they content have, and we'll see how the original how much it's sold,
1: sold over twenty million, I believe. Yeah. So they yeah. still have a long ways to go to get there. But, but uh PC did launch today. So yeah? if you have a PC um, you can enjoy Destiny and 4K. How many people do you think are double-dipping? Like, they bought it for PS4, Xbox One, and are rebuying for I think it for PC. everyone
0: who already had a PC gaming set up re- rebuys Destiny <laughs> too. Like... Oh, yeah, I, I'm absolutely. not. But I could totally see a lot of my friends who I do play Destiny with on PS4 and who put so much time. If they have the setup and the gaming computer to do it, they totally
1: would. Yeah, because it's 60 frames per second. It's uncapped. Un- uncapped. I
0: so guess. you could play you know over 60 frames per second in 4K if, if the if you if your system can handle it. So.
2: Um, I mean, if you have the option to do that, you might as well. Yeah, and yeah. so. And, um, and we all know PC gamers are kind of elitist when it comes to stuff like that. And for so sure. they're all going to be like, okay, I already have the game. I already beat everything, but over oh, six yeah. frames and per second, hard, like, 4K. Can, like, oh, yeah. They put so
1: much time into it. Like, it makes total sense to buy it. Yeah,
0: in. if you're going to put $1,000 on a game, you might as well do it in 4K. Yeah, <laughs> Right? Um, yeah. So um, uh, other another quick note from the NPD news was that the Super Nintendo Classic <laughs> – um, was the best selling console in September. That's right. A console that was originally released in 1991, the Super Nintendo, the updated classic version, sold more than the Switch, the
2: Xbox, or the PS4.
1: That means there was more available there was. than the NES Classic. Boy, there man, was over it... a
2: million. Yep. <laughs> and that statistic's just for September, right? Yes, yep. ju- just
0: for September. So does that surprise
2: like... me? Because what big games came out on Xbox, PS4, or Switch last month? well destiny, De- destiny two, like
0: i and then, i got the ps4 pro like there's a big launch yeah, uh, yeah and pushing the ps4 it. pro for sure
2: but but um, you know there wasn't like i'm sure switch will top that again this month with mario being released yeah destiny 2 is great but destiny 2 like you guys had said earlier people would you know maybe they'll go for that ps4 pro bundle or it'll be more of a hey, I already have a PS4, or I already have an Xbox One, I might as well pick this up. And so, yeah, since so install base is I don't, so long, so it's hard for, we'll I think, PS4 people, to top the charts. Yeah, I don't see a lot of people springing for a new PS4 because Destiny 2 came out. So I think FIFA the fact yeah, that the, or the Sport game Super business. Nintendo is top-selling, I mean, it was released last month, and it was there wasn't really a whole lot of competition last month either. I think,
0: you know, you put us all in a time machine, you send us two years back in time, we're saying the best-selling console September of 2017 is a Super Nintendo. <laughs> like, yeah. It's oh, kind of wow. crazy yeah. to think of, think the, the world we're in. Um, and number two, of course, was the Nintendo Switch. It continued to uh, be selling really well, so that's awesome. I'm interested to see how the uh, sales go for Mario and
1: the Switch um, this week. Uh, uh, I, uh, I saw on Amazon that, I think Mario Odyssey is already like the fourth best selling Switch game or something like that. <laughs> it's not even out. And it's not even out yet, so I'm I'm sure it will be very surprise. well. Yeah, it'll
0: be interesting to see too because I'm sure a lot of people, like some friends yeah, of the like, show, are downloading it mm-hmm. as well.
2: So that'll yeah. affect well, it. Well, of the
1: Wild sold, sold so well, and traditionally Mario games have sold much, much better yes. than Zelda games. Mario so. games are always
0: you know, are Nintendo's top sellers. If you look at any other consoles, yeah, whatever the Mario games were are, are the uh, best sellers. New Super Mario Bros. sold something like 30 million on the original DS, like yeah, just nuts. Um, yeah. So moving on, we have some sad news that came out last week, um, Nathan. I'll let you uh, break the bad news here.
1: So, uh, this is kind of old news for most of you, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it because our old episode, we had talked to shoot about it last week, before. but we're, we're kind of recapping. Yeah. So, Recap. um, <clears throat> the uh, Uncharted like Star Wars game that Amy Henning was work on, working on at Visceral Studios. Who's Amy Henning? She uh, was the creator of Uncharted. She did Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, wow. I believe. So she, like, directed those Yeah, she directed three games, those, yeah. those three games. And then she was... Wor- or, so Big so Shot. Master, yes.
2: master storyteller in, yes. you know, director position. Yep. Obviously writers do the story, but...
1: Yeah. And so she was working on that. It was supposed to be, like, an Uncharted-like Star Wars game. And EA announced last week that Visceral, the studio that was working on they were shutting down the studio... They were reformatting the Star Wars 1313, 13, or not 13, sorry. 1330 <laughs> was the
0: original one that was being made. That was the other one that got last Last gen, yeah. Exactly. And that got shut down. It looked like this awesome, almost uncharted Star Wars experience.
1: And so this now was kinda like this is kind of like the to be, spiritual successor yeah. or something like that to that game. And, and this right. got announced a couple years ago. Like no, they it got announced, announced it. like, I think three years ago Two now. years ago, yeah. three years and we ago, We haven't yeah.
0: seen any really footage, but they've done developer no. interviews, and I've been getting people hyped for this. Yeah. Before we even really see true footage, three years' of development, it's now well, can
1: And the way. craziest thing is EA was, like, they didn't say, like, oh, yeah, this game just isn't working out or whatever. They just said, well, it looked like it was going to be a single-player linear experience, and uh, <laughs> that just didn't work for us. So we're going to reformat it and make it more of a
2: multiplayer, probably open-world-style game. Why would we make a single-player game is what they're saying. Exactly. This is This is what... Baffles me is where, and you know, in their review or in their comment, they say we polled the fans. Like, we talked to all the fans and people who are love Star Wars and love Star Wars video games, and all of them seem to say we want microtransactions and we want (laughs) multiplayer and we want open world. I'm like, it's all the trying to
1: Just turn the video game industry into Overwatch 2.0, as I say.
2: <laughs> so I think by fans of Star Wars in the games, they actually mean they're bankers.
0: Yeah, they're investors and they're <laughs> no. they're, they're boards. This is
2: just I'm a sure dumb move. Just,
1: I'm sure they're probably just looking at player data and obviously people. Play multiplayer games longer than single-player games because they're designed to continue to play, especially the ones that are coming out now and stuff like that. And he is like, well, and even we the, can make much yeah. more money from that versus doing a single-player well, and, experience. Maybe and DLC, yeah. and
0: they probably read the press release from Activision Blizzard saying they made four billion dollars in loot boxes in last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's gonna. Yeah make a lot more games start putting loot boxes. We've seen that with Shadow of War. Assassin's Creed Origin just announced that they're doing loot boxes, Battlefront 2 loot boxes. And so um, I think they want to get a little bit more money out of our wallets with with this move.
1: Well, and Rob, we were talking before the show, and you brought up the point about uh, EA and single player games the last couple years. Yeah, so
2: basically, the last big single player. So, if you kind of look at Mass Effect and Drama, that's kind of the big last single player, but it's it got a huge multiplayer level. Microtransactions.
0: To it. Microtransaction, so. microtransaction
2: open world. Obviously, it fits a lot of the categories that they just described. But if you go back even further, the last one they did was 2016, um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. and then even before that was basically 2014 was the last big and that was dragon age inquisition the last big single player only focused game other than that we've gotten all of our fifas we've gotten all of our nba lives we've gotten madden's we've gotten shooter after shooter we've gotten i mean literally everything else has been multiplayer battlefront battlefront 2 we're just Oversaturating yeah, EA's market with multiplayer. Titanfall, the
0: original Titanfall was just multiplayer. Shooters. They yeah. did put single-player into the second one, but it still was a multiplayer game. That was mm-hmm. that, That's where the focus
2: of that game well, was. Well, and they put
1: single-player into that game, and then they put it out at a terrible time, and it didn't sell very well. Yeah.
2: So
1: <laughs> that can't help either.
2: It just kind of makes me... I mean, uh, if you're a fan of the show, you know I love single-player games. That's my kind of cup of tea. And... I don't mind a multiplayer, but I'd rather do a local multiplayer than a loot box, microtransactions, uh, pay to win. Yeah, and, and I think I think I just this makes me sad. Yeah, and it makes me sad too, just because I like variety in
1: games. Like I have a couple games that I really enjoy playing multiplayer on, but I don't want every game I play to be exclusively multiplayer. Yeah, for and sure. And EA already has Star Wars Battlefront Two, and <laughs> now they're reformatting this game. This game probably isn't going to come out until maybe 2020.
0: Many, many years.
1: Leo <laughs> will probably what? be on the next yeah. generation of consoles, maybe whatever that is.
0: Yeah, they said they're still gonna use, you know, a lot of the same <laughs> assets and the things that the studio created, but they're basically changing the entire direction and gameplay of the game. Yeah. We don't even know if Amy Hennig's gonna be involved anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so they're in a way and- they're gonna try to, you know re reassign all the people in Visceral yeah. to different studios and doing different things, but it's not gonna be the single player uncharted like Star Wars game that we were all were hoping for. Well, and that's and that's the sad part.
2: The what exactly are they going to change it to? Um, I mean, we already have game. a Battlefront. Yeah, it's it's going to be a game as platform. Make... Yeah, yeah what they... exactly are we going to do? Another Battlefront that's not called Battlefront?
0: Uh,
1: it'll,
2: it'll be something
1: like Destiny. That's
2: could, what
0: everyone could wants be, right now. It could be more MMO-ish,
1: probably, where it's... Mm-hmm, by it's the time it comes out, those games than... aren't going be popular anymore. Yeah, probably. But. No <laughs> sad. But sad, yeah, uh, the other sad thing is Amy Hennig, the director of this game, she was also, um, the last game she actually released was Uncharted 3 and then she was working on doing Uncharted Four story and then they kind of had a fallout with her and mm-hmm. Neil Druckmann and she ended up leaving and Uncharted 4 got rewritten. So she hasn't released a game in like six years now and now it'll be even longer. So we're longer. being depraved of this yeah. great... <laughs> yeah, of her great writing great writing, and yeah. stuff. So. Anyways. So
0: our last news piece for this week has to do... The Xbox. I know we don't talk a ton about the Xbox One here on the show. None of the three of us actually own an Xbox One, but we all played lots of Xbox 360. We we're still fans of the Xbox brand, I mm-hmm. think. And uh, um, original Xbox games as of today are now backwards compatible on Xbox One. And so if you have any like old Xbox game discs around, check uh, Microsoft's website, and you might be able to play some of those original discs <clears throat> on your Xbox One, which I think is so cool. That's not just yeah, you know, you can replay these old. Digital Xbox One or original Xbox games, but if you have an old copy of Kotar, you can throw that in your Xbox One and play it right away. like yeah. that's so cool.
2: Yeah, it's super cool. And I mean, they only have about thirteen games listed so far. for but now, but yeah, the- This is just such a this is such a good step, and you know, in backwards compatibility, saying, "Hey, we still appreciate the fact that some of you still hold on to your old Xbox original Xbox games, and we want you to give the give you the opportunity to play those." You know. Kind of the nostalgia factor. and I mean, I'll be honest, this makes me really want an Xbox One simply because I have all these yeah, Xbox, you have 360. An Xbox
1: 360. Can't you play those games on your 360?
2: I do, but you know, like the fact that you can play all the new Xbox One games as well as you have all oh, yeah. those old games that you can play, That that's awesome because that means, you know, you're like, oh, I only have one console that plays all these games, yeah. not four. That you only play... need one
0: Xbox, you don't need three. Yeah, that's true
2: because that's the original Xbox was the first
1: one that Microsoft ever released so you have all mm-hmm. all of the generations in one box which is pretty cool it is neat yeah. so hopefully they will continue to
0: continue to add more games to that list i know yeah. they've been doing a great job of regularly updating the 360 backwards compatible yeah. list there's a Yeah it feels like just now. about
2: every other week there's a new backwards compatible game Excuse me. Yeah so this is this is it's it's cool to see that Microsoft and xbox are actually doing a really good job in this area where some other consoles like nintendo doesn't have their virtual console up yet and i mean when they do it'll, they'll be obviously they'll they always do backwards compatibility pretty bad pretty well but, but like you're not able to put gamecube discs into your
0: switch and play them like, exactly that's not going to be a thing yeah. <laughs> so yeah exactly it's so, cool that your original copies still work you don't have to rebuy them like you do on playstation or nintendo has done so
2: yeah or wait a new until playstation accessory for the
1: switch <laughs>
0: The Switch CDI. There we exactly. go. <laughs> oh <my> gosh, yes. <laughs> or the Nintendo C D, the, the follow-up to and rival to Sega C D for the Genesis. Oh gosh. Oh, oh that, is, that is good. <laughs> but uh Yeah, let us know. Are you excited to play uh original Xbox games on your Xbox One? Um you can find us on Twitter at heylisten underscore games. We love chatting with you guys on Twitter. Um Twitter deal. So our second segment today, we have been fortunate enough to be playing a lot of Nintendo Switch indie games. And so we will be um, just kind of slowly reviewing um, some different indie games throughout, I think, the, the next couple of weeks. There's a couple that we're not going to talk about today. But we did choose four Nintendo Switch indie games um, to talk about today. And uh, just so we're open and honest with you guys, our viewers, the all four of these games that we're going to talk about today... Uh, we did get review codes provided by the develop, or the developers, and, the developers publishers. and publishers. And yeah. so uh, just, you know, we, we thank the publishers for giving us this chance. Um, but, you know, when they give us these codes, this isn't like, hey, talk about this on your show and tell people that the game's great and buy it. Like, we're just provided with the code and we just um, say, you know, we will let you know our honest opinion on the game. The good, the bad, if we recommend you purchasing this on your Switch, since we know we have a lot of Nintendo Switch owners who are yep. fans of the show. So, um, so now we got that out of the way. Um, first game we're going to be talking about is TumbleStone for the Nintendo Switch, and uh, if this game sounds familiar to you, um, it actually released um, over a year ago on the Nintendo uh, Wii U. Um, that's where we first played it. Nathan and I played it two years ago at uh, at the uh, PAX uh, Ninnies at Night, the original event um, I remember it being a lot of fun, and when it came on Wii U, it was $25, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I like it, um, but I don't know if it's worth $25. Well, good news, it's now only $15 on the Nintendo Switch, and it's actually on, sh- on a sale in the eShop right now
1: for, I think, $12 right now? Yeah, um, last I checked, it was $12. I'm not sure about the price on that. I know Nintendo just released uh, some Halloween games that are on sale.
0: Yeah, and so it's under under $15, <laughs> yep. which is a big improvement from $25. Um, kind of hitting that sweet spot uh, indie indie game price range on the Switch mm-hmm. that a lot of other games have seen success in, and basically what Tumblestone is, it's a uh, puzzle game, um, and I'm not going to say match three because when you think match three puzzle game, you know you think of you know very um, a lot of these games that have already kind mobile of done that mobile style games. mobile style mobile games that are very cheap games, yeah. and easy to play, um, and so Tumblestone basically has uh, large columns of colored blocks, so it almost kind of looks like Tetris in a way. there's lots of different colored blocks. I think there's five colors. Um, Mm -hmm. And the way Tumblestone works is you're working from the bottom. You control a small character on the bottom of the screen, and you're shooting up towards the blocks that are stacked on the ceiling. And you need to hit three of a certain color's blocks to make um, them disappear. So I need to hit a red, a red, and a red boom, they all disappear. I hit a yellow, a yellow, yellow, they all disappear. If you get stuck and you're, "Uh uh-oh, I did these yellows and I was supposed to do the blues before the yellow, you restart the puzzle and you go again. Um, So it's kind of hard to explain with words. Look up some gameplay footage of it. After about 30 seconds, I think you'll be able to um, kind of see how the gameplay works. But what I really like about this game is it is accessible. Anyone can really pick up and play this game. Um, I brought it over to a friend's house, uh, during a board game night and I played it with three people who aren't really gamers and don't really even like puzzle games. They said, and I had to like tear the joy con away from them. Cause they were like, so dead. Oh, one more round. Oh, I, I got it. I can I can go faster now. Um, and so even if you're not really into puzzle games or even video games in general, like this is a really easy to learn, easy, um, a uh, fun game to play. And it does have local multiplayer, which I think is a really bright spot in it. Um what what do you think about the game, Nathan?
1: Um I've only had a chance to play it I think a couple times. But yeah, it was really fun. It reminded me of like the first thing I thought of when I was trying to describe it is uh like the um bubble pop or bub- bubble bubble
2: No. Bust a move? No, bubble pop on yeah. Yeah. your phone. Like oh, your, bubble pop yeah
1: where you like shoot the thing but yeah. instead of kinda of bouncing off stuff and whatnot, you have to be very specific about what you're shooting at and stuff yeah. like that um it is a really unique idea um and it's a lot of fun especially in multiplayer because you're kind of racing against the other person so you're trying yeah. to go quicker and stuff like that which mm-hmm. makes it easier to mess up and whatnot yeah so. it,
0: like when i play with my wife like she's better at the game in the way that like she's a lot smarter and can solve the puzzles better than i but i'm like so fast and so like it makes her stress and so like she Freezes up when we play multiplayer together, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no, I I know how to do it, but I just got stressed because you're going so fast." And yeah, um, you know that's the cool thing about the game. There's lots of different modes and variations on the puzzles, so it can really be speed based, or it can be almost kind of like a brain teaser where you have to kind of keep replaying it. And like, oh, how do I how do I solve this? I have to hit all the different colors in the right order to be able to finish and clear all the blocks in the screen. Um, and really, downside the, the yeah the downside um, is the single player mode is neat because there's so much content there i think there's over 80 or so different levels um there's actually more than that i think there's over 100 for sure um but it's definitely gets very hard very quickly like after about 15 minutes of playing single player you're gonna get stuck on levels regularly and you're gonna be replaying the same levels over and over and over again um i know there's people out there that you know really like getting a really good challenge and playing it over and over again like like people play dark souls right they play the same boss for five hours until they beat it um, but for me personally, in a puzzle game, I want to be progressing and solving puzzles yeah, as quickly cha- as I can. Like,
1: I know for me, I want that challenge. So if it, if I get stuck once or twice on a puzzle, I know I'm like, okay, I can do it. I'll keep. But if you keep kind of banging your head against the wall, I know I'll tend to definitely kind of give up and be like, eh, I'll just move on to something else. Yeah, so. for sure.
0: And so single player is really hard, but you know, the, the real point of the game, you know, is the multiplayer. And uh, mm-hmm. it is worth noting that there is no online version in the switch, um, even the Wii U version had online. I actually emailed the developer and asked him, and he said the reasoning for this was um, to keep the cost down to fifteen dollars instead of twenty five so they they cut the online, so it made them be able to sell the game for fifteen dollars. And uh, they really wanted to focus on the local multiplayer aspect because the Switch is, you know, the first console to ship with two controllers out of the box, and yeah. they knew people you can
1: play multiplayer anywhere you take it with you. Yeah, so.
0: like I said, I played it tabletop yeah. mode when I went over to my friend's house, and so. No online, um, but personally... Which probably isn't
2: bad because, you know, the Switch doesn't quite have their online totally figured out just yet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to invite my friends or anything
0: like that. And so (laughs) So. um, the local multiplayer is really where it shines anyways because you're screaming at each other and you're trying to (laughs) beat each other. So um, overall, I recommend it. I'd say it's probably my favorite multiplayer game aside from Overcooked on the Switch. So if you're looking for a... um, And by multiplayer, I mean, I guess... Like indie, party, indie, or indie party. party game. Um, you know, Mario Kart is a lot of fun. Arms is fun in the right crowd, but definitely a really good, easy to play party game. Um, so I'd recommend mm-hmm. this if you don't, or if you already have overcoaching you're looking for another uh, good multiplayer Switch game. Um, so our next game we're going to be talking about is Tiny Barbarian um, DX. This is a game released by Nicholas, and they have been releasing a lot of really um, cool indie games. On the switch. Um, and the neat thing about this game is it's a platformer, it's very simplistic. There's only two buttons. You basically have a hit button and you have a jump button. And um, even though there's only really two buttons, there's some lots of different moves you can do with your sword or your whip. And the art is probably the coolest thing about this game because you know, the name of the game is Tiny Barbarian. You're controlling this little tiny, like think Dave the Barbarian or Conan the Barbarian character, and um it looks like 16-bit art, but it's not, you know, your Super Mario World or Super Metroid giant sprites. The sprites are very very um small characters and the music has this neat 8-bit vibe to it.
1: And mm-hmm. is, is it a side-scrolling platformer? Is that kind of how you play through it?
0: Yeah, so it's side-scrolling, so you're moving usually left to right, but you know, certain times you go back to the left and you're climbing through levels a lot of times. So you're like climbing up chains and going up
2: on different platforms. Um very uh Castlevania.
0: Yeah, c- c- like kind of Castlevania for the, sure. The, the, the that,
2: focus... That 2D up and that? down. And st- kind of the 2D up and down, side yeah, to side. It totally looks like if you like zapped one of the
0: original Castlevania NES games with like a shrink gun. <laughs> like Shrinked all yeah. the sprites. Like It almost kind of looks like that. Um, and the focus on the game really is on the platforming. So it's not hmm. really about the combat like a game like Castlevania is. Or it's not really about yeah. exploration like Metroid or something. It's really more just about the platforming and you're not really exploring and finding a lot of secrets even though there are some for the most part you're just going to the other side of the screen trying to dodge enemies and you have six hearts and anytime you lose your six hearts you just respawn basically at the start of that screen um and if you basically make it off the screen you know to the right side level it'll it'll turn black and then fade you into a new zone um and so yeah that Really, there's not a lot to it. I mean, if you watch a trail game, you know where you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty simplistic. It's not about combat. It's not about expression. It's just straight-up platforming, and, you know, you can attack enemies, but you can totally go around them, and that's what I did most of the time when I played. And, uh, um, yeah, the, the platforming feels fine. Uh, I would say I am a little hesitant to recommend this game because it is $30. Um, and so there's It's a little
1: more spendy. It is
0: a little more spendy, yeah. I mean, it's an indie game. I don't know exactly how long the campaign is i've put about four hours in and then i just beat the the first two main bosses okay. and the boss fights are really cool you've had these giant um sprites and stuff like that and they're one it was really hard took one of them took like 20 minutes but wow. <laughs> that is was there, the first uh, boss in the game but um so it is is difficult is there um, a retail version mm. of
2: this game there is right like yeah yeah line? there's a
0: really cool uh retail version you can pick this up at your you know target best buy whatever it's uh, still 30 dollars, and you get a lot of cool physical goodies there's oh, yeah. a NES manual, stickers, you know, all that kind of cool stuff. So, Ooh,
1: that's sweet. Um, yeah,
0: if you're sweet. looking for a, another physical game, uh, you can definitely pick it up there. But, um, yeah, so Tiny Barbarian, if you like challenging platformers, um, give it a go. If you're not ready to keep replaying the same areas over and over, think like almost Kid Icarus or something until you, you mm-hmm. make the jumps just pixel perfect right, then uh, this game probably isn't for you. But um, I would recommend personally like picking up, you know, Something more along the lines of Shovel Knight. Um, that yeah. Treasure Trove is such I a mean, good collection, and it's a lot of content. It's really, really fleshed out, more exploration and
1: stuff. But um, well, and there's been so many great Switch games. Like even the last month, I feel like it's mm-hmm. hard to, to recommend one that's a little bit more expensive. And, yeah,
0: even and like you know the more and, simpler games like Stardew and uh, you know Golf Story and stuff, which are a lot more relaxing. Yeah. um those games you know half the price of this game if you could pick yeah. up both those for the price of 30 dollars, so um yeah cool next game uh nathan has been in charge yeah so the next
1: game uh, we're gonna talk about is yono and the celestial elephants this is a uh released on switch a couple weeks ago
2: it
1: has a fantastic name um this is basically the
2: weirdest name ever yeah
1: yeah
2: um it definitely stands out definitely stands out for it sure it definitely is, is cool. unique
1: This is basically an environmental puzzle game is, I think, the best way to describe it. It's kind of like a uh, top-down, what would you say? It's almost kind of isometric. Yeah, like isometric. Isometric. Like simple 3D-type graphics. Yeah, simple 3D-type graphics. A lot of people kind of are reminded, I think, it takes some heavy inspiration from the, like, Link to the Past-style Zelda games and stuff like that. Or even, like, the DS Zelda games, like Phantom Hourglass. Because you start out the game with, like, three hearts, basically, Mm. And you can go around and collect little heart things that basically are heart containers that level up your health and stuff. How many
0: games have, like, started with three hearts? And, like, how do you get more, like, since (laughs) the original Zelda? Like, that's such a staple now. It, It is
1: such a staple. Um, but this is a really cool game. Basically, you're a small elephant, and in the land you kind of enter, you're born from the sky, and elephants are only, only appear every thousand years. And they're basically these kind of big symbols of good luck, um... And kind of, your job, Yono um, can talk, and he's like, I'm just going to go around <laughs> and spread happiness and joy to the world. Like, That's all I want to do. Um, and there's kind of like a conflict going on when you enter the kingdom and you have to go and figure it out. And then basically you try and save the world um, mm. as a cute little elephant. Um, some, I guess one of the biggest pros of this game is just the aesthetic of it. The game is super, super cute. Like the elephant itself... Uh, it's just really really cutely crafted um my wife when she first started playing this game um she was just like oh my gosh this is like the most amazing thing ever i love how it looks <laughs> and like you can pick up little animals like hedgehogs and stuff like that and carry them around on your back huh. um so it's a really really cute game it's very very relaxing like it's not super hard um
2: is there just... any kind
1: of like combat in it or so there there's very very basic combat bat basically You have a headbutt as one of your button options, and you can use that to kill. There's some enemies you run into and stuff like that. But everything I've run run into so far... So
2: spreading happiness by headbutting people to death. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: But everything I've run into so far takes, like, two or three hits. Um, I haven't finished the game yet. I think I've put about three or four hours into it, so Mm. it might get harder, but overall, pretty simplistic combat. Um, And then you kind of just use... You go through different areas, and each area kind of there's, like it's similar to like a dungeon or something like that. Cause there's like usually a locked door and you have to figure out how do I get the key to unlock the door? And you do that by kind of in manipulating the environment, like pushing a block or turning this thing to open up a waterfall that allows you to shoot, pick mm-hmm. up water and then shoot like a, uh, a pinwheel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, But they really lean into,
0: you know, using something that elephants <laughs> would actually do using elephant strength yeah, in like the trunk.
1: You can and- use, mm-hmm. uh-huh, exactly. So you can use like water to turn stuff on and you can blow stuff with your trunk, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> you like pick up little
0: animal friends and it's just like cute, like everything that you're doing, you're just like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is adorable. Yeah, exactly.
1: So it's definitely really fun. Um it's a little bit on the easy side if you're looking for something that's gonna really challenge you. I think this is a good game to kind of just roll if you want something that um is pretty relaxing. The music, I really enjoyed the music because while it is pretty simplistic, it's like I feel like it's heavily inspired by Lord of the Rings. That's what it reminds oh, me of really? every time I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have is. thought a
0: cute elephant game with Lord of the Rings music? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: so it's a really fun game. Um really fun to kind of just play along and not have to worry about too much. Um it's fifteen bucks. Uh this was actually made by one guy who lives in um, Sweden.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: his name is uh Nicholas Holland. Um he's at tw- on Twitter at Holland Um and he kinda developed the whole game by himself over the last two years. Um, which is pretty cool. so cool that, that, you know, we live in a world
0: where someone yeah. like Nicholas can make a whole game on his own, pretty much, and put it out there. Yeah. Um, and this game is exclusively on the Switch right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: it's exclusively on the Switch right now. Um, it's also on Steam. But uh, I'm sure it'll probably come to, like, Xbox and PlayStation yeah. after a time But
2: for period. now. Yeah, but
1: for now. On the Exclusive Switch, so. console. Yeah. Steam. If you're looking for, for something Switch. environmental puzzler that's pretty easy and relaxing... I'd say check it out. Fifteen bucks, not too expensive. Or
0: you know, if you ha- you or anyone else you know in your household loves cute animals. Yeah, if you love cute <laughs>
1: animals, like my wife loves this game just based on the aesthetic alone, and I think uh, your wife. Yeah, said Yeah, no, my wife things. like
0: follows cute animal accounts on Twitter, and so she wants me to buy this game so she can play a game with cute animals like yeah. baby hedgehogs and stuff like that. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty cool, pretty cool idea um, for sure. So. Our last Nintendo Switch indie game we're going to be reviewing today um, is Wolverblade. And um, Wolverblade is basically a 2D brawler um, that is on the eShop. It costs $19.99. And the neat thing about Wolverblade is, um, you know, it's your typical kind of brawler, think like, you know, Final Fight or Castle Crash or something like that, where it's 2D, you're going through levels, fighting, you know, enemies in areas. Um, But the neat thing is, this isn't just you know a mindless beat-em-up like most of those old um, you know brawlers are. There's actually really, really neat and rich history and lore that is real-life history that's built into this game. And so um, Michael um, he- Held, he's the founder of Fully Illustrated, the publisher and developer of this game. And he was the creative director as well. So he basically spent like five years of his life just researching all this real-life... like history of early like britain and how the roman empire was like wanting to invade and get rid of all the clans and so um it has this really cool storyline where anytime you basically pick up a certain weapon or you know you see certain artifacts or landmarks in the world um you'll unlock little like lore information so you can push the plus button or go to your you know your index and just read you know a couple paragraphs about some real piece of history that was wow. inspired Did and infused into the that game. Did do you know? Yeah. It, there's a disclaimer at the bottom of each of the little pieces that says, you know, Michael, you know, he's not a professional real life historian, but he has spent five years researching this for this game. And so it might not be hundred percent true, but like this to the be best accurate. of our knowledge yeah. is accurate information that we put into this game. And so it's not just, oh, this is the lore of the game. It's like, no, this is the real-life lore, and here's how we kind of put that into Wolver Blade. So it's kind of like a behind-the-scenes. That's so album. cool.
1: That's that's really cool. And I think the period and history that it explores is really neat as well, because it hasn't been mm-hmm. like really explored either by games or even by like movies and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's yeah, there's only a
2: couple of movies that I can think of that even touch on that era. Kind of the, like the lost, the eagle, and all that one. But overall, I mean... I love it when games do this, when they put history into games, because like, Age of Empires is one of my favorite series, and they always have their history yeah. with the game. So I love that games like this, even an indie game, can get out there and be like, hey, we're going to teach you history as well as giving you a brutal combat yeah, fun game. Yeah, exactly.
0: Play. So it's still fun to play. It's not you're just walking through a library or something. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, the gameplay is you know, pretty simple. You have your, your light attack button. Um, you can do heavy attacks if you pick up a heavy weapon. Um, I kind of wish you had a heavy weapon at all times um, because you'll find, you know, like a hammer or a spear or something, and you'll use it for a couple times, then it'll break, and you only have your light attack again. Oh, I didn't so know So that's that. kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, it, you know... You can't do as many combos if you just have one light attack mm-hmm. button. Um, but you can block, you can parry. If you do a perfect parry like Zelda, it'll go slow mo and you can do a bunch of attacks. You build up a rage meter and you basically go berserk and just, you're invincible and just destroy everything on the screen. You can call in wolves, which like freezes time and wolves come in and just rip all your enemies apart, insta kill them. So um, it's really cool. It's I will say it's very violent, very brutal. Do not play this in front of your grandma. It
1: no, looks like. You were saying you can pick up limbs and stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes. you can
0: chop, you can dismember arms, heads, legs, and you can pick up those dismembered body pieces and chuck them to damage enemies. Yeah. Like, so well, it's it's definitely kind of over the top almost a little bit in its gore, but it is a very pretty
1: kind of almost hand-drawn 2d art style oh my gosh the art style is the best thing about this game that's your opinion. favorite part yeah it's my favorite part because it looks like it's lifted straight from like a graphic
2: novel or yeah something like a, like that. even like a storybook or yeah something like a like storybook
1: like or something along those lines the it's kind of yeah the so stylized
2: funny. comic books mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. to it yeah
0: it's, just it's super cool i'd almost kind of compare it to like castle crashers how it kind of had that really cool comic book almost styled 2d uh cartoony art mm-hmm. yeah um and I will say, you know, the combat's not quite as deep as I had hoped. You know, something like Castle Crossers where you can chain combos and magic and do bow and arrows. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, warning about this game, they did make it very old school hard on on purpose. And so, like, for example, I wasn't able to beat world or level three on my own. I had to get a partner to come in co-op. Luckily, if you are playing co-op, it does make it pretty easy. It doesn't, like, make it super hard if you add a second player, like a lot of games do. So you can probably beat the game pretty easily if you do have a buddy to play it with. Uh, but on your own, if you're playing this solo, like, be prepared to, like, get wrecked, like, over and over again. Yeah. It's definitely really hard The boss. Dark Souls style. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and you kind of have to, like, like it's not one of those games where you're necessarily, like, an RPG where you're leveling up your character. Exactly. There's like only, bringing. I think, eight levels in the full game. So program, you have so. to kind of actually get better at the game to progress right
0: yeah for sure so you you, i kind of started to learn more about the blocking and pairing Mm -hmm. you can do a dodge roll which i didn't even know in the first level and so there definitely is kind of an art and a a a skill ceiling i guess Mm -hmm. but um yeah so definitely check it out um a lot of fun it's bloodthirsty fun it's co-op has really cool stuff the soundtracks you know pretty good you play as these three warriors in this family i think it's like guinevere and cardock and yeah. they they have vo- full voice acting the game with some, good, some pretty good names
1: yeah pretty the good voice acting. acting is really good too like i was impressed yeah. when i watched you play it yeah like it sounded pretty authentic like obviously i'm american i'm not um, yeah Irish they, they, they did they did put it like in
0: that. english they they said they were kind of debating what <laughs> to do it they do do it in english but they use you know real kind of voice actors from know the scottish ireland type mm-hmm. type land and so it almost kind of sounds like something out of braveheart yes yeah, for totally. sure
2: super cool um, so yeah
0: definitely check out Wolverblade if you're looking for a good brawler on the nintendo switch or even just a fun co-op game to play with a buddy um so that ends our nintendo switch <coughs> indie reviews for today um uh, we will be bringing you some more indie reviews um in the coming weeks as we um play through some more of them so before we hit what we're playing this week, we're going to talk a little bit about Mario. The new 3D Mario is right around the corner. We're playing it in just three days. Is that right? Three I days mean, from now. I technically
1: two days. Two if days if you live on the West Coast because it comes out at 9 p.m. Pacific. Thursday. Yeah,
0: Nathan and I are going to be going to the midnight launch, which is a 9 p.m. launch, which is going to be yeah. fantastic. So we'll get we'll get some uh, some game time in uh, Thursday, Thursday night. night. We're looking forward to that a lot, obviously, but. Uh, in honor of Odyssey coming out, um, I thought I'd ask you guys, what's the best 3D Mario game? Just real quick, best 3D Mario game. You guys can't have the same answer. Go. 64.
1: <laughs> Rob had to get his 64 in there before anyone
2: Well, did <laughs> I had to throw it in there because that's I haven't played Galaxy or Sunshine, so... Uh-huh. I it, well, you it's have to only say sixty four th- then. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. I have to say sixty four because right. you know it is. But I, it's truly a classic game. It was super fun and just overall the challenge level and how it, it plays out. I mean, it's classic Mario. It's great. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Nathan?
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite is Gal Super Mario Galaxy, the original. Original um, Galaxy. Yeah, seeing that kind of, um, they kind of headlined that when they were unveiling the Wii in two thousand six, and then it came out a year later, mm-hmm. and. Just the amazement of Mario going to space and kind of having the gravity yeah. effects and stuff like that, where you could go on the other side of the planet. It added Just keep running. You're upside dimension. down now. <laughs> yeah, it added a whole new dimension to platforming, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. really neat. And then they had so many smart ideas about with the different suits and stuff like that, that they added in the game, like the B-suit and stuff like You're that. You're forgetting
0: but, the best part of the galaxy, in my opinion, which is the orchestra yeah. did the music. Because that, yeah, that was
1: the first fully orchestrated Mario game. Yeah, it was. And that music is still, like, amazing. I, I remember
0: list, or like be, when I first beat the game, you know, you defeat Bowser. It's a really cool <laughs> final boss battle. And I'm watching the credits. It's playing this amazing, like, orchestrated suite with all the different things <laughs> from the game. I'm like, oh, man, this music's so good. And it says, special thanks to the Super Mario Galaxy Orchestra. I'm like, they literally had their own orchestra for this game. That's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, awesome. And that's, so, that's
0: mine. Yeah. For me, I'll, I'll probably just say Mario Galaxy 2 then because um, okay. you know, it built on pretty much everything that made one good but just added some more new ideas. And the whole idea behind, behind Galaxy 2, you don't normally get a 3D Mario sequel for a system. But they had so many leftover kind of planets and ideas left over. So they said, hey, we'll make Mario Galaxy 2, throw Yoshi in there and some other stuff. And so not only did they add Yoshi, which added some cool platforming, um, they added the green star challenges. And so basically after you found every single star in the game... Ah, uh, you could replay all the worlds, and every world had, I believe, three green stars hidden in them. And these stars were more kind of like old school Mario sixty four stars, where they were just kind of like randomly hidden so throughout the just level. You had to search the levels, exactly. And so yeah, you're yeah, basically searching, like with the speakers blaring, so you can hear like the twinkling of the stars, so you know if you're close or not. And there was really yeah. no hints; you just had to kind of look around or guess. Oh, I think there might be one over here or over there, and yeah, it'll ton of replayability to the game because you were re and finding new and
2: didn't you models. unlock like luigi or something like that yeah well, oh you, Lu- you unlock you play luigi. luigi in both games yeah for sure games. in both games cool. yeah um galaxy you had to beat
1: the the main storyline to unlock luigi and then you could play as luigi kind of about quarter of the way through galaxy. yeah you could kind of
0: switch Mar- yeah, and luigi out which was cool i'm around. hoping they do that in odyssey because i'm a big luigi fan I haven't seen I've seen zero Luigi so far in
2: Odyssey. Maybe scanning the me that he plays. I don't know. I think, I think Luigi's going to be one, one you know. of the uh, like the, <laughs> the super secret Girl. villain. Oh no! D- don't like, say that. Like it's going to be I Bowser, don't. but We've then going to Bowser's going to step aside. The curtain will pull back, and there's Luigi. <laughs> Luigi's saying, marrying Peach. Like, like it's me, Luigi. <laughs>
0: I've loved Peach for thirty years, and I haven't said a word. Enough is enough. That's it. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, what is your guys favorite like 3D Mario world? Like think of like a level or a world in Mario 64 or oh, Galaxy oh. or maybe even Sunshine. What is like an awesome um, level that you loved exploring and going back to?
1: Uh, one of my favorites actually is in from Sunshine. I love the I think it's Delfino Park. Like the amusement Oh, peanut
0: park. Peanut park. The, yeah. uh, the, uh, amusement the amusement park. The amusement
1: park level, basically, in Super Mario Sunshine. Because um, you can go on, like, this. Uh, you can go on. There's the roller
0: coaster, a roller the coaster ferris you can wheel. Go on, there's a ferris wheel. Well, you do a, a boss fight on the roller coaster. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, a
1: super cool boss fight. Um, But just running around in an amusement park, like, I love amusement parks, and mm-hmm. I've always kind of wanted to do that. I think more video games should take place yeah. with those kind of levels.
0: I mean, 3D Mario games always been you know, jumping around fun playgrounds. And this was literally like a big playground yeah. <laughs> to jump around and explore. And you start off in that world on the beach and you're like, oh, it's just another beach level. Then you walk through a gate and boom, you know, amusement park rides yeah. everywhere. Um, that's a good choice. What about you Rob?
2: Oh, um, I can't think of their names really, but some of my favorites, um, I probably know the name. If you can describe it, super yeah. I know like yeah. uh booze mansion was super fun, super challenging in 64 64. The, yeah, the which house. Was, yeah, yeah, the haunted house, which was really cool and kind of a fun concept, you know, in the whole big open world levels, and then suddenly you're in tight confined. Well, yeah, and and the neat thing about that one was cameras.
0: you had like a lot of puzzles and secrets, like it wasn't yeah. just straight up platforming. You had to kind of figure out
2: patterns and mm-hmm. and
0: ways to, to access different parts of the mansion.
2: And yeah, it added an extra challenge to a game that was already super fun. Um, and then. I would say there's the one in uh 64 as well where you're big and tiny. You can oh, shrink and grow oh, yes. The two different the big, opposites, right? The
0: big small island where you can jump yeah, through the pipe yeah. and it makes it big or small. That was kind yeah. of a recycled idea for Mario Bros 3 because there's also a level, a couple levels that did that. Yeah, that was one was really cool. On.
2: It was really unique because you had to actually again that that thinking through, like, oh, hey, I have to be big for this part, or I have to be little for this part, or to get that star, I actually have to, you know, shrink down, but then I can only do part of it this way and part of the Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it just added that extra challenge. Well, yeah, you're, like,
0: exploring a level, and you're, like, wait, my brain knows it's part of the level, but it's four times as big, so, like, I'm relearning
1: that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, What about you? For me, oh, man, I'm probably going to say... I really, really enjoyed the um, uh, Ice World in Mario 3D World, which was for the Wii U.
1: Um,
0: I think that was World Three or Four in, in that game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was really neat because not only does it play like the most, one of the best 3D Mario music, like the snow music in the Mario 3D Mario World and 3D Mario Land games are so awesome. Like, I love that song. I think we've played it at the end of the show before. Uh, you can literally hit a goomba who's riding around in an ice skate knock him out of it and you little mario head like skating riding around on the skate. ice and yeah. if you're good enough and you don't hit any walls like you can like finish the level in an ice skate which,
1: well and the first cool. time i ever did that i didn't realize you could like fall off the the thing so i was just like kind of like, skating woo!
0: around
1: and then <laughs> and i'm like oh
0: what yeah or like there's a right, snowman in the middle of the level and if you're playing with a friend, you can knock over the snowman, pick up a snowball, and chuck it at your friends. And you can yeah, just like you know, have, have a snowball giant snowball fight. fight for two minutes, like before even finish the level. Like, I thought that was so neat. I think that was also That's the smart. world where they introduced the uh, the uh, cherry, the copy cherry ability, where you're duplicating Mario, and you can have like five fireball Marios, like an <laughs> army of Marios, you know, attacking. Um, but yeah, I I really really liked uh, Mario 3D World. I had a lot of really cool ideas. Um, and just running around in the snow levels f- was one of my favorite parts as of that game. As far as, like,
1: straight platforming for Mario, that's definitely one of the best Mario games, because especially, like, the end... Oh, the yeah, secret, it got secret stages, those crazy challenges at the end. Is, like, at the end.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love how it gave you that reward for going and finding everything, and um, every time you found more green stars that unlocked more, like, bonus challenge levels, mm-hmm. um, and there was just a lot of really, really cool ideas. I'm hoping Odyssey mm-hmm. does something similar with, you know, after you beat the game and you... Finish all the moons in the area; it opens up a star world or something like that. I'm sure there'll be something. Yeah. Um, so, kind of our last main discussion point here: what is your guys favorite 3D Mario power up? If you had to pick one Mario power up to to maybe have, maybe you this is the one power up you can transfer over to Odyssey. Which is your favorite power up? Mm. Um, I think I know what Rob's gonna say:
2: wing cap. Well that's that actually literally was what I was thinking. (laughs) Was wing cap, because that was just so much fun. I mean literally every time I got it, I would just I would forget that I was actually playing the game and just see how long I could fly and see if I could (laughs) land on places areas in the game that you weren't meant to land on, or you know, those type of things. And it runs out Um, in thirty
0: seconds and you go back and do it again over and over
2: again. (laughs) Yeah. I was also gonna say the some of the, the side scroller 3D Mario, some of the costumes were really good, like the raccoon, um, the cat. Cat Mario penguin. From 3D
0: World. That was so much fun to play as. It was a
2: good one, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, wasn't maybe this is my imagination, but I'm, I'm picturing there was one where you could be a penguin. Uh, that was 2 Mario, yeah. yeah. It was a new Super Mario, yeah, yeah, Mario Bros. Yeah. for
0: the Wii, yeah, for sure. That,
2: Which was pretty cool. That would be so. cool
0: to get a penguin suit in a 3D Mario game. I
2: yeah, I want, <laughs> I want some <laughs> of those
1: suits. He looks like every Mario. You can probably just capture
0: ever. a penguin, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I
1: guess so. Mm. Yeah. Um cool. Uh mine, I'm actually going to shout out the uh flood from Super Mario Sunshine. I feel like that game gets kind of lo- loses a lot of love um as compared to a lot of the other 3D Mario games because it did have kind of the flood where... <laughs> Cuz it was it a 9 straight... out of 10 game instead of a 10 exactly. out of 10 <laughs> game. Exactly. Like it wasn't straight <laughs> platforming. Um but there was a lot yeah. of really cool things they did with the, flawed, flawed, with the, the flood, flood the flood. Um including be able, being able to um, You know, use it to get to higher places, and you could do, like, the spin attack where you spun all the way around. Yeah,
0: and then and it had the different nozzles, so you could do, like, the rocket yeah, like jump. it upgraded, like...
1: upgraded kind of as you went through the game, so that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really, really cool idea. I think, obviously, I don't want, like, I don't think I want Super Mario Sunshine 2 where they do a whole other game based around it, but yeah. for a one-off, I think it, it yeah. worked pretty well.
0: It did work. It it was, it was pretty pretty fun for the first time, <laughs> just running mm-hmm. around, cleaning up paint, being OCD about <laughs> cleaning up all the goo everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to give a shout out to Spring Mario from the original Mario Galaxy. Because literally all this power-up yeah. was, it was a mushroom shaped as a spring. <laughs> you pick it up, and it just puts a metal coil around Mario. <laughs> and you just spring around, and he literally, if you're going like full speed, he'll bounce off his feet, flip upside down, f- bounce off of his head, <laughs> bounce off. And you just go, and it just was so hilarious to me to watch. Uh, and if you push A at the right time, you do like a super jump. And it just made some, for some really kind of cool mm-hmm. new platforming where... It got really tricky if you went really fast. So Yeah, like,
1: I remember there was this one level where you had to kind of, like, in as Spring Mario, like, wall jump off the wall back and forth. Yeah. And it was, like, it was really hard to get used to at first. So it, yeah, it, it a really it, unique challenge. It was really
0: tricky. It made Mario control completely differently, yeah. which, which made it... Um, pretty fun to do. And then it's just hilarious if you just slowly move it when Mario's on his head. He'll just keep going, boing, 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 <laughs> boing on his head. And it just cracks me up. <laughs> like The fact that they said, let's put a spring on Mario. Like, literally just a spring. Like, not a spring jump. Just make him a spring. Um, and, you know, they obviously took some notes from Galaxy for Mario Odyssey with, you know, turning into bees and boos and different things like springs and stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so, we always like to end the show with what we're playing um rob i've seen you pop on a lot this week playing banner saga on steam so it's true give us give us the details
2: well and i think my steam library says i put in 20 hours into it but i guarantee that about six of that was sitting idle so oh. <laughs> like 14 14- is <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so I, 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 maybe fourteen, maybe ten, somewhere ten to fourteen hours of actual gameplay and maybe you know actually playing it, uh-huh. and maybe, oh, the rest of the time was spent with it just on, yeah. and just doing the turn here, clicking through a conversation here, coming back to it here, you know that type of gameplay. Um, which is a really good game to do that. Absolutely loved it. The art style, if you haven't looked up images of Banner Saga, it is absolutely gorgeous. kind of got that comic book, almost like a old-school cartoon-type look to it, which is really cool. Wait, are you saying you finished it? Yeah, I finished Banner nice. Saga.
1: Congre- Wait, so this is an RPG that can be finished in less than
2: 15 <laughs> hours? Is that what you're telling me right now? I'm saying you could probably finish it even shorter than that. Wow. wow. That I am going to be this really one really Just because I feel like almost every RPG is at least like a 60-hour time yeah. sink. No, I, I think if you were really dedicated, you could probably crank through this one in less than 10 hours. Wow. That's awesome. But the big thing about this one is it is slated to be a trilogy. Hmm. Um, so there's so two right now.
1: bonus... Yeah. right now.
2: The third one is just wrapped up like a month or two ago. It's Kickstarter Project. Oh, okay. Okay
1: made like four hundred
2: and fifty thousand dollars or something like that four hundred and sixty thousand dollars or something like that so it should come out here soon but basically yeah banner banner saga the first game uh story-wise absolutely incredible it's got that kind of vikings norse gods and history like feel to it but it's also got a lot of fantasy elements that they kind of brought in their own hmm. lore and world and gods and everything. So there's, and everything has history to it. And there's characters that have even greater history in the world around you. And it's just the storytelling is really top notch. Nice. How much but does the game go for, Dina? You know? It's, I believe the first one's 20 bucks. Okay. I believe all of them are selling for $20 on. Uh, Steam for sure. I think you can get it on PS4 and Xbox One it's as definitely well.
1: definitely on PS4 because I, I have it downloaded from a PS
2: Plus. Oh nice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the prices on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, I think I've um, seen it go be, on
1: sale too. Like you can, I think you can get it yeah, yeah. for ten, fifteen dollars or so, something.
2: So, when, like I bought the first one for, I got it for about four dollars nice. because I got a really. It was on like the Steam Summer Sale or Winter Sale oh, yeah. or something like that. So um, if you see so, this on sale, definitely go for it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it up. It's incredible. It's that kind of turn based. Combat, but you get you have like six units, so you get a control, and you got to figure out like strategy wise, like do I want this archer to attack this unit and maybe draw that unit over and attack him? But my archer doesn't have much health, so maybe my tank wants to take him, you know. And so, there's that kind of RPG style strategy of turn based tactics, but even more so like in depth than everything. And it was a lot of fun, I really enjoyed the game. And I'm actually thinking of ignoring my Steam library. (laughs) <laughs> uh, project to go play the second one because I have the second one but not on Steam. Oh, so. Okay. Oh. So have you played anything else this week? I played a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, That's good. Just continue Making to right make it my make my way through. I think I hit level thirty five this week. Oh yeah. level
1: 35 i so been playing a lot <laughs> i went back to my a couple of weeks ago and i'm only like level 17
2: you're further That's than athelous <laughs> think about is i keep just wandering and exploring the world and finding new pockets and as i'm like one of the biggest fights i did this last week was there were three of the big crocodile ones yeah. snap ma there were two of these like giant like rock monsters like gopher rock monsters that were absolutely terrifying and super hard to beat and there were five of the birds flying (laughs) at me as well as a couple of like the little raptors so it was like i like i had like 12 enemies against me and i was (laughs) just like grinding away at them and took them all out and it's like i leveled up like three times in that part in that process
0: yeah i love those epic moments where you just get surrounded and you just go i'm just gonna fight my way out of this yeah that's cool. Well, the
2: what I love about this one is, you know, I approach this attack, this combat, I just run in and I just jump in slow motion, just mm-hmm. archer shoot all three enemies and they're all dead before I even hit the ground and then I'm just like, "Done, suckers." <laughs> yeah. And then you know, the next time around, it's two guys, they're a little bigger, one that's a little smaller, so I might pick off the smaller one and then sneak around and pick off the big ones or maybe i'll go full front against the two bigger ones like the strategy is always changing always different i love that yeah. about this game is that you, you can't play it any way you want yeah yeah and the way the the enemies spawn you never really know what type of combat situation you're going to get into yeah and there's the times the it's like, oh,
0: really good and they're all yeah. very different for the different creatures which is cool
2: there's times where you run into a combat situation, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know what's coming up ahead of me. And there's other times where I've been running through the world, and suddenly, like, the little, you've been spotted warnings pop up. And I turn around, and there's just this huge dinosaur creature thing attacking me, I, like, dive out of the way. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. And so <laughs> yeah. then you're, like, yeah. like, fighting defensively rather than offensively. So nice. that's just been really good about that game. Glad,
0: um, glad you've been enjoying it.
2: Yes, and I also, I got a new phone, so now I actually have an Android and higher processing power. Oh, and more left
0: behind the Windows phone, Ooh, I feel like this is momentous.
2: So I, I did download Mario Run, and I played a little bit of it this awesome. morning. What do you so, think? So far, pretty good, um, it definitely is not like the 2D Mario platform, it's like the total same feel, but it's still yeah. got that classic style, and so... You can play it, it while it,
0: brushing your teeth, though, only one hand.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is nice. You can only use one hand. And you don't have to, like, flip it on its side and do the two controllers yeah. and thumbs and everything. So it was fun. Um, I'll have to do a little bit more playing in yeah. it to really give an honest opinion. But
0: Cool. Glad, glad you're checking it out. Um, as for me, I've been pretty much just playing Rivals of Aether this week. Um, last week, the new DLC characters came out. It's Rano, Rano and uh, Claren. And Rano is kind of like a mix between like almost like a chic and like fang from like street fighter 5 because he has like poison powers and then he also kind of has like some like poison darts and some like uh kung fu type moves um he also has like a yoshi tongue so you can like whip your tongue out and put characters into a bubble and the characters like i'm just amazed by how all the characters and rivals are so unique and they're so different yeah um they have lots of really really cool powers like there's not really any character that really kind of compares to something like this frog Rano in like smash bros. Like he sure, like some elements you can kind of see, maybe he pulled from some of the different moves, but overall his gameplay mechanics are so unique with poisoning characters and putting them in bubbles. And then, um, Claren is you're more kind of easy accessible to play, uh, Marth type character. And so it's like a time traveling like cat. And so the tip of your sword does more damage just like marth but the cool thing is is if you hit them with the tip of your sword it is a really cool like animation it actually stuns the person for about half a second Mm -hmm. and so if you keep chaining the tip of the sword attacks you can you know do these really long combos where you keep continuing the combo because they're kind of frozen right there and you can hit them again and then again um and so i've been playing this game a lot online i'm still getting destroyed in the ranked online battles for the most part but uh It's been a lot, lot of fun to play. I I really am enjoying it, and um, I'm excited to see what the the last couple characters are um, in this game. And I've been using the GameCube controller all week for this game, (laughs) and so like as soon as you text me with the GameCube controller on the Switch, I just like, oh, good thing I already have it out and plugged in, ready to
2: go. Let me just (laughs) plug it into my dock, ten inches away, you know. Nice. Um, So um, I've
0: played a lot of that. How
2: many more characters is he bringing out? Do we know? Um, I think he's (laughs) planning on three
0: more. So, he wants to do another guest character, like Ori was the first guest character. And then I think he wants to do um, two more original characters as well. So, sweet. Yeah. So, I'd bring the final roster to about what, 15 15 or or so? so.
1: Because it launched with like eight? Yeah.
0: I think it launched with eight. So, it'd be about 15. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of fun. Really enjoying that. It's got great one on one um, combat. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been mainly playing this week. Did you want to share anything, Nathan?
1: Um, I actually haven't been playing a lot. I kind of been have been dabbling around a bunch of different places. I just really want to play Odd Mario. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but uh, we did uh download a uh, Brawl Hollow, which is a free to play game. It was on Steam first, yeah. and it just came out on PS4. It's another similar it's another platform, similar like similar to Platform Smash Fighter players, yeah. platform, yeah, fighter ga- type game. Um, but uh, you, me, and a good friend of the show, Sir Mister Fields, played it for about thirty, forty-five minutes last night. Yeah, online. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. It was, uh, it was a.
0: Did you enjoy losing?
1: Uh, so we started playing this game, and after like three matches, Jeff was already like kicking my butt hardcore. Because and... it was all like
0: our first time playing. We yeah. all just downloaded it and we're playing it to check mm-hmm. it out. And like yeah. the skill gap was slowly widening with each match. Each <laughs> match, it just
1: got got worse and worse. So
2: that's how I feel every time I play Smash Bros with you, Jeff. I just feel like I just am just being destroyed and. Well, I I feel like a 12-year-old trying to play against a pro. The
1: the cool thing about this game that I I really thought was neat was basically each character starts out kind of fighting hand-to-hand combat, and then there's little weapons that spawn in um, in the match, and then as you pick up those weapons, each character gets a different type of weapon, Mm -hmm. and then you can use those weapons to kind of Combos and stuff like yeah. that. And each character has two, two different kind of presets. Yeah, and so, and they do. They do yeah, different okay. attacks and stuff. If like you that. Um,
0: if you pick it up with like the <laughs> cowboy character that I like playing as, it would either be kind of like these really cool boxing gloves, which had power punching moves, or it would be like these little pistols that could do more yeah. ranged attacks. And um, so it was
1: really fun, but it definitely like obviously it's not as good as Smash Brothers, a game that's been around yeah. for a long time. um it was a cool kind of knockoff. It. It's free, so I can't really complain. It gives you about, I think, five or six characters to start, and then you unlock other characters. You can either buy them with real world money or Yeah, I I think there's like a
0: rotation, kind of like League of Legends, where like certain characters are free to play for that week. And um, there's a lot of different modes on it. And so, like, Mm -hmm. after we were done playing, I actually played a couple. It was called like Brawl Ball or something. It's basically, literally, they put a football in the game, and you have to like grab it and go in the other team's end zone and like score. It's three on three. And That's so, cool. yeah, that was actually pretty fun. So there's some different modes in there to mess around with as well. And there's like cool. definitely a lot of characters, but it is definitely, if you want to play your favorite characters or get skins, like, <laughs> going to be a lot of grinding. You're going to have to pay real money because it is free to yeah,
1: play. Yeah, it did it definitely look like there was a lot of grinding to add. Like,
0: like the main characters. menu and the UI for PS4, like it was terrible. Oh there was gosh. so busy, and there's like 500 pop-ups about like buying exclusive skins and. Well, all that and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. the menu
1: itself, like the words are super, super tiny. So even on like my huge 60 inch TV, I could barely read sitting on my couch. And that that's a problem when you can't so, read it on a 60 inch yeah. TV.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh, if, wow. you, if you like Smash Bros. and you don't have a Wii U or something, like yeah. you know maybe Rob, you know some, someone out. like you who likes Smash Bros. but don't have a Smash Bros. system right now, and you can check it out. It's free. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's our show for today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week, and we're hoping to have a special guest on next week's show to talk all about Super Mario Odyssey. The game of a generation, as I say.
2: Hey, the game's <laughs> not even out yet a little premature
0: oh you're right they can't urge your knack 2 as the game of generation yet
2: (laughs) that is because because we we all know assassin's creed origins is going to be the game of generation there we go (laughs) all
0: right well have a good week everyone we leave you with the theme to banner saga in in honor of rob's completion so have a good week see ya everyone see ya